rules are. Hello and welcome to Walkers and Talkers, episode 64. I'm David Brody from Elvis Duran, The Morning Show. That's Jamie from Light FM, who has to leave early today. Now, uh, real quick, when Preacher was on Sunday nights, like Fear the Walking Dead and The Walking Dead, we would do the podcast Monday or Tuesday. Tuesday. Now that it's Monday, I can't always watch it on Monday live. I know. We have a lot going on in radio life. and Monday's a little crazier than Sunday where I can like get all my work done on Sunday and then be ready for the episode. Yeah. And Monday, I'm running around doing life, so I, I had to squeeze it in, part of it on Wednesday, and then part of it last night and finish it. Okay. And it was great. We'll talk about that. But I feel like there's so much Walking Dead news and stuff going on in the Walking Dead universe that we should touch oh, base well, on Oh, Comic-Con's that. happening and... Which is why We're I started there. with the uh, Walking Dead theme. Yes. Thanks to our friend Afrojack who gave us that custom theme. Our own beat. We haven't thanked at Afrojack on Twitter in a while. <laughs> Love you, Afrojack. <laughs> now, um, somebody suggested there's a Walking Dead song by uh, Chester Bennington. Okay. From uh, Lincoln Park, who tragically I took know. his own life yeah. this week. And so I want to look that up, and if I if it's something that we could play, a piece of it. Okay. Uh, I'll play it on uh, on the next podcast next week when we do episode 65. This is only 64. Yes. So if there's a cool song, if he sang over there, we'll figure it out. If you already know what it is, that's great. By the time you hear this, we'll have known what it was. I just got a text message on the Elvis Red Morning Show. Check that out. Haven't had a chance to check that out yet. Because Jamie's got to leave early today, and she's like, we got to go early, early, early. I got to go. Sorry. That's okay. Life. Life. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Okay, so let's talk about death, since we were talking about life. Yeah. So in the past couple of weeks, we lost the voiceover guy. And one of the stuntmen. And one of the stuntmen. Yeah. So... No one from The Walking Dead passed away, but somebody who's responsible for The Walking Dead yeah. passed away. So about a week and a half ago, George A. Romero, world-famous director who directed Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead and three or four other walking, I'm sorry, uh, zombie films. He's sort of the godfather of the zombie genre. And a few two weeks ago, maybe, there was an article that came out that he said he blames The Walking Dead that he can't get funding for his new zombie film. Really? Yeah, he said that hmm. because The Walking Dead has and Fear the Walking Dead and the merchandise and the video games and it's everywhere, nobody wants to invest in another uh, zombie project as far as his movies go because it, the market's oversaturated. I guess unless you put Brad Pitt in like World War Z or, you know, there's a couple of the zombie shows. Yeah. But that's what he felt. And so a lot of Walking Dead fans are like, shut up, old man, what do you know? <laughs> Don't you dare say anything bad about Walking Dead and you have your own problems and Kickstarter, you go fund me. your own problems. Right. And I thought, well, I understand it because he was the, he, listen, he created the zombie genre. He created the rules, basically. And uh, I mean, Night of the Living Dead was 1968, I believe. Long time ago. And so a lot of blogs did things on him and, you know, so he was back in the news. Greg Nicotero does all the makeup, a lot of directing and writing for The Walking Dead. Kirkman, who created The Walking Dead, both will say he's the godfather. Yeah. He's the man. In fact, a lot of the zombie kills or zombies that they have on the show are in tribute to him. Like, they'll do, oh, the one in the wall. Oh, that was one. Or the one in the sand. They'll go, oh, that was based on his zombie. You would think he'd be able to get funding with him being the godfather. Well, you know, people move on and are like, well, you know, been there, done that, and, yeah. you know, whatever. His last couple of movies weren't blockbuster, yeah. huge movies. Anyway, he died this I week. I saw that. So he put himself back in the news and then passed away at age 77. So uh, goodbye, godfather of uh, zombie genre. Mm. We might not have a podcast if he hadn't started the- True. You know? So we'll pour one out for, uh, pour some blood out for- Pour some, pour some out. For pour him. some fake blood out. Now, you mentioned Comic-Con. 
Uh, Comic-Con is when they release the trailer, which comes out today. We can't talk about it. It's not out yet. Mm. But you had to leave early today, so we can't wait around for the trailer Sorry. to come out. So we'll review the, the trailer early next week. Yes. By then, I'm sure you'll all see it. It'll be on YouTube. You'll see tweets about it. But the trailer comes out Friday when we're doing this podcast, whatever the date is. What's today's date? 24th? The 20, uh, 21st? 21st. 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 So the 21st. By now, when you hear this, it should be out. Yeah. Go, go watch it. It should be awesome. It should be uh, all-out war or as much as they can show you without giving too much away. Now, you remember last year's trailer sucked ass <laughs> because the trailer for season seven, we didn't know who Negan killed. Glenn yes. and Abraham, spoiler. Yeah, spoiler. Spoiler. And so all they could show you mm. was Tara and Heath. Oh, my God. And, and uh, the ocean side. Yeah, and we still don't know where Heath is. Well, we do. He's with the... I'm I'm 99% sure he's with the Whispers. Uh, and by the way, speaking of the Whispers, I, I, remind me when we start talking about Fear the Walking Dead, why, the, okay? And there's okay. an article on, I want to say thewalkingdead.com or comicbook.com. I was reading it when you came to my desk and said, can we go? I got to leave today. <laughs> Sorry. By the way, that's the theme. Jamie's got to leave early today. Uh, Kirkman was asked, he was talking about how he foresees a possibility of a crossover between Fear the Walking Dead and The Walking Dead. Interesting. Now, I haven't read the article because you rushed me. I'm sorry. And so I will read the article after this podcast, and we will add it to <laughs> okay. next week's okay. podcast. Okay. And I might, I might tweet the article out, which will, from uh, at walkers underscore talkers. I think underscore needs to be shortened. Like, it should be called line. Walkers like, line talkers. Walkers line talkers. Yeah, but there is a dash, so maybe they don't underscore. No, dash the, should be dash. Yeah. And then underscore should be like uh, line. Line. Or get rid of that and let me put a period in the middle. Oh, I wish we right? can. Boom, walkers, period, talkers. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? It would be great. You know, wouldn't it be great if like Windows would allow you to put a period in the middle of type? No, you got to put <laughs> underscore dashes. What's wrong with the period? It's a key that exists. I don't have to hit shift something. The underscore's annoying. I'm David underscore Brody. I've complained about that. Yeah, you have a lot of underscore accounts. I like to underscore things. <laughs> you know, I've got Brody. He underscores. Underscores. So... I live with the underscore with my Twitter handle because at David Brody was taken by a guy who doesn't use the account. Don't you hate that? I hate him. I hate that. <laughs> yes. He, he got the account like a, two months before I did. Uh, my, my, hey, you, you snooze, you lose. Yeah. You snooze, you underscore lose. <laughs> okay. So Comic-Con is, is, your, is your place for everything to be released and there's panels and all kinds of information is coming out because the Walkers and the Walking Dead panel is today. I know. I think San it's from twelve fifteen to one fifteen. Yeah, that's West Coast. West Coast time. So three o'clock yeah. by the time the trailer comes out. So, uh, you know, I, did I mention Jamie needs to leave early. Yeah, I would have taken you, but you need to leave early today. I'm fly you out there. <laughs> we would have gone to San Diego. Yeah. So uh, there's a hundredth episode poster that came out. It's online. You could find it. We'll, we'll, I'll try to tweet it out. Um, on the left side of the poster is Andrew Lincoln. As Rick Grimes, of course. Kind of like side profile. Yeah, looking as he did in the, in the beginning of the se- this first episode or the first season mm-hmm. in his sheriff outfit, mm-hmm. clean cut, short hair. And next to him are first season characters or earlier characters like Michonne, Glenn, the governor, Merle, Deanna, Sasha, Beth, Daryl, Lori. Most of these characters, a lot of them, have, some of those are dead. You know, A lot of them are dead. A lot dead. of them are dead. <laughs> a, lot. a lot. Who's Deanna? <laughs> She's dead. Sorry. Spoiler. <laughs> okay. On the right side is current Rick Grimes on the poster. And he's got uh, Negan, Dwight, Simon, Jadis, Daryl, Eugene, uh, Jesus, Ezekiel, Father Gabriel, Maggie. So those people are all alive yeah. as, as of now. Okay. And then there's a Rick and Maggie poster where Rick and Maggie are facing each other. Yeah, I saw that one. Like two leaders, which yeah. is pretty cool. 
Then as uh, the first picture of season eight was released, it's Carol and Daryl with Daryl's bike kind of standing in the middle of the street. Yep. And you might notice in the picture, Carol's wearing an orange armband, which I'm thinking, now we questioned how Shiva knew who to bite. Right? Yeah. Yes. Right? Yes. We called partial bullshit, I think, y- on that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, the hilltop and Alexandria and the kingdom, the kingdom they don't, everyone doesn't know everybody. No, because they a lot of them were in black and it's like, who do you, how do you know who's who? So I think maybe the armband is to identify which, you know, which, which group you're which from. Which group you're from? And if they're not wearing an armband, you know, you kill them. Okay. And I would think what could happen if that's the case is... You don't see someone's armband and you kill them, or you lose your armband. You and better so, wear that. And somebody kills you because you don't have the armband, or a bad guy gets the armband. You know, we used to do that. We used to play uh, paintball. Yeah. And they would give you like a um, like the tags, the, the flags, like the, capture the flag, like almost. flag or a bandana around yeah. your arm. And if you were shot, you took the bandana off and you you were okay. But sometimes you might find the other team's bandana <gasps> and you put it you put it on, on and then walk up to people thinking and then you shoot them. Oh. I'm not saying I would do that, because that's... That's wrong. That's dirty. That's, that's morally wrong. Yeah, but anyway, so she's wearing an orange armband there, so that's something to keep an eye out on. Uh, let's see. Oh, The Walking Dead, finally nominated for an Emmy. Finally, my God. Best drama? No. They won, they're nominated for makeup. At least it's something. Right. I always get so disheartened every year. I'm like, oh, they never make it. I, they're the biggest show on cable. I know, they don't get and they're just snubbed every year. Snubbed. Now, they're nominated for makeup, and I thought, well, who wears more makeup and who uses more makeup in a show than The Walking Dead? Yeah. And I thought, well, keeping up with the Kardashians. <laughs> but after that, so who else is nominated? They're up against American Horror Story, Roanoke. Oh, Roanoke. Penny Dreadful. I loved Penny Dreadful. Saturday Night Live and Westworld. Okay. So I'm okay with all of those, but I got to root, I gotta oh, root well, for The Walking duh, Dead. Yes. So, yeah. Penny Dreadful, though, that, was, that ended a while ago. Yeah. Uh, also, there's another poster. It's a graphic that came out. It is um, All Out War, and it's officially announcing the premiere date of season eight, which just was announced today, which is Sunday, October 22nd. 22nd right? Thank you. Yep. yep. So here's the poster. If you look at it, you'll see it's Nick and uh, Negan, Rick and Negan looking at each other yep. on each side, face off. face off. And then in between them is all the main characters. And you'll see all of the people from the good guys on the left and. That's like three quarters of the group. And then all the way on the right, there's a little group of the bad guys where you've got uh, Eugene. Well, we don't know about Eugene, but he's there on the- Dwight. Dwight, uh, Simon, and it looks like Jadis. I love Simon. Now, uh, if you look, I think this was uh, comicbook.com, pointed out that the co- the poster looks like the cover of issue 120 of the comic book, which was uh, All Out War. So they, uh, if you see that picture right yes, there. Yes, it does look similar. So just, you can Google image the uh, Walking Dead uh, issue 120, although they reversed some things, but it's similar. It's, it's sort very of similar. Rick and Negan facing off. Um, let's see. So we're talking about the premiere of season eight. Let's talk about the premiere of season seven. Um, Game of Thrones season seven just premiered, and it broke records for HBO. Uh, they brought in uh, 10.1 million viewers on Sunday night. And Ed Sheeran. And Ed Sheeran, which was, I got to be honest. A There's a of, lot of people that were like, Ugh. I love Ed Sheeran. I love his music. I love him as a person because we've interviewed him many times and he's awesome. But it was sort of like they stuck him in like, a, like, a, like it's like when someone's using a, like in a scene and they've yeah. got like, they suddenly have a Coke in their hand. Yeah. They're like, oh, par- product placement. Yeah. Look like Ed Sheeran product placement. A lot of people felt that like, way. Like put a beard on him, make him look like he's, you know. Make him not look like Ed Sheeran. Like, right. 
Although I will say I'm very excited that uh, one of my favorite baseball players on my favorite team, the Mets, Noah Syndergaard, who is a six foot five, I think, wow. Nordic, long blonde hair. We call him Thor. Okay. Also, if you go on Twitter, I was the second person on social media to refer to him as Thor. Okay. Anyway, Syndergaard, uh, who is Thor, and in fact, tomorrow, Saturday, at uh, the Mets game, they're giving out Thor, officially oh, licensed. Oh, I heard about that. Bobbleheads, right? Thor bobbleheads. Awesome. Where he's dressed like the superhero Thor, because Marvel approved it, which has never been done before. That's the pretty Mets. sick. But here's the thing. You should check this out online. So look for Thor and Noah Syndergaard in the Mets. Figure out the spelling. And... Uh, his bobblehead has Thor's hammer down by his foot because mm-hmm. he's pitching and the hammer's on the ground. Somebody either didn't realize it or is is one of those try to get away with something and hope nobody noticed. The top of Thor's handle is a mushroom. It looks like it looks like a penis. No. It looks like a large brown <gasps> penis. And then the strap, the strap of the handle looks like it's something that may be leaving the hammer. Oh my God. I need so, to see this. There's been some. Uh, I have. Uh, I'll show you a picture later. Okay. There's been some backlash. Ugh. Okay. So why am I spending so much time talking about Thor, my boy Noah Syndergaard, one of the best pitchers in baseball? Why? Because he looks like he could walk onto the set of Game of Thrones with his long blonde yeah. hair and his Nordic appearance. <laughs> well, he's going to be making a cameo this season on Game of Thrones. Wow. And I'm pretty sure he won't be wearing his Met jersey because uh, that would be like. Uh, Product, product placement. placement. Yeah, hello. <laughs> Hashtag. Uh, so look for Noah Syndergaard. I will mention him, even though I don't watch Game of Thrones yet. I will eventually. I will eventually. Yeah, it's will on eventually. my list. Right, right. exactly. We have a lot of commitments right so now. So the point was, $10.1 million was a record for HBO for a season premiere. Fantastic for them. But the Walking Dead season 7 premiere with Negan killing Glenn and Abraham, spoiler, Seventeen million. I was going to say, wasn't it 17 they kicked their ass? $17 million. So for all the hype of Game of Thrones... A little more than just half saying, the audience. Just saying. Just saying The Walking Dead. Almost doubled it. You got dragons and you still can't beat The Walking Dead. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So, Peshaw. 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 Hashtag. Can, you, can we say that now more often? Hashtag no. Peshaw. Peshaw. By the way, the, the hand motion of like, get away from me, uh, brushing yeah. people away, that's optional. Peshaw. I like the, like the Peshaw That's like motion. if Jay-Z was an old Jewish woman and he was brushing the dirt off his shoulder, he'd go Peshaw. Peshaw that dirt off that right. shoulder. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Peshaw. Peshaw. Uh, let's take a look, uh, turn our attention to the uh, Fear the Walking Dead, uh, our favorite showrunner, uh, Dave Erickson did an interview at Comic-Con, and he said that uh, the second half of the season is going to be darker and deeper. He said, I think there's now a big secret. They've committed a murder. There's going to be a conspiracy that surrounds that. I think one of the big questions, the back half of the show, is Nick and ultimately Alicia and Madison. How are they going to be able to process what they've done? And then what happens when the sons, the Otto sons, learn the father, how the father really died? Which tells me they're going to learn that he didn't kill himself. And that's where I put a, a duh yeah. Because there was a bullet hole in the front of his head. I know. They shot him in the front of the head. We Again. talked about this. Like, you don't commit suicide that way. I, I, most people. I mean, most, I guess. You don't hold the gun out and try to shoot yourself in the forehead. No. So, look, the autos aren't the brightest, too, but mm. Dad's got a bullet hole in the front of his head. He didn't shoot himself. Yeah. And two people are in the room with him when he shot himself. And then mm. his body's missing and his head's gone, so. Well, that's, well, well yeah, because yeah. Madison took his head. Now, yeah. speaking of Madison took his head, I don't want to give too much away with The Walking Dead, but let me just say, a lot of people have been saying we think Madison might be the leader of the Whisperers, because it, it, you know that's uh, insane. And because she's just kind of like has a bad side to her. She does. She doesn't. Honey badger don't care. Honey badger don't care. But so again, I, 
if you don't know who the Whispers are, I'm not going to ruin it for you, but Madison keeps doing things that the Whispers do. Do you think it's just a coincidence? I think they're effing with us a little bit. That would be one mind F. Now, again, if she was now again the there could be a freaking... crossover. She's from the Southeast, right? She's from Alabama. Yeah. They were joking on Talking Dead a few weeks ago, like, oh, maybe she's Carol's cousin, or like, right. maybe she's so-and-so's. She could be somebody's relative. Yeah. So we don't know. But anyway, so that's why people, again, are thinking she might be Alpha from uh, The Whisperers. Mind blown if that mm-hmm. happens. Okay. Uh, according to AMC, the Clark and Otto families have secured an uneasy truth with Walker and the nation. Former enemies must find a way to survive together. Tensions mount at Brokejaw Ranch as their militia is decimated, resources are scarce, and the dead are encroaching. So... Finally, we may see the dead overrun the ranch the way they did the farm with Herschel. Uh, yeah. Uh, it goes on to say, the big question here is who will lead the ranch now that Jeremiah is gone? Executive producer Dave Erickson explained to Entertainment Weekly, there's a shadow government to the ranch next season. It's very much the Clarks. I think the challenge for them is that there's a cover-up, um, and so they have to live with that. Yeah. Let's keep telling that story. Uh, let's see. Madison and Walker. And he was asked about uh, the relationship between Madison and Walker. They finally come to it, respect each other. He says, it's not that she's going to become his best friend, but I do think she's going to work with him from a practical and pragmatic standpoint. And I don't think she's going into the back half of this season saying, you're the man that killed Travis, um, but I, she's going to have to work with him. Yeah, I agree with that. And I, he says that Madison ultimately finds Jeremiah Otto responsible for the helicopter being shot down, and he's dead now. Mm-hmm. Okay, spoiler. Sorry. <laughs> spoiler, Jeremiah's dead. In reference to Strand, it says, you know, he burned the Abigail. He seems to have found peace, but that doesn't mean he will find uh, a lot of that. He won't find him in a good place in the second half of the season. Um, it says he's going to suffer through some things, as will the rest of the characters. It looks like he has some issues to work out. Uh, in regards to Daniel, Daniel Salazar, he has finally found a home at the Gonzalez Dam. Well, he, he will work under Lola, as a soldier, although he will stay there for a while, he will still find himself haunted by the ghost of Ophelia, who he hasn't given up on yet. They just need to meet up already. Well, There's so much Ophelia drama. Right. So, uh, he, so Erickson says, now that Ophelia's been reunited with Madison and her family, they're one step closer to a reunion with Daniel. Agreed. And then he was asked, will the cast finally reunite? And he said, um, we will finally see the Clark Salazars and Strand reunited. He said, that was the plan from the onset. What I always hoped to do was to get us to a place by the end of the season, by the end of season 16, where we kind of brought the Motley band back together. Whether everyone makes it to that point is another story. So the plan is to get everybody back together, but somebody might die before that happens. Who do we think might die? No. I mean, I feel like Madison and Nick are the team. Yeah, I, well, they're certainly not going to go. So maybe, I mean, is Alicia... I think one of the auto she's brothers. She's like a Carol, Alicia. Like she's like not the main main, but she's like pretty main. She's not going anywhere. I don't think. Yeah, but not now. They, you know, the Walking Dead universe kills pretty mains. You know the. But you know. they have more mains right. than fear. Okay, you. By the way, you didn't remind me. Hold on. We talked about fear the Walking Dead. I didn't play the theme. I'm oh. all loaded here. Oh, get all ready and loaded. Okay, so let's pretend. So when we left last week, Jesse had busted into the bedroom where Victor and Tulip were talking. Just talking. Even though he had sort of kidnapped her and captured her. Yeah. And we, we, he doesn't know what's going on, and he punches Victor a couple of times, and Tulip says to him as the episode ends, you can't kill him, he's my husband. Yeah. And so that's where we picked up uh, where we left off. Yes. 
And Jesse continues to beat Victor up. And he, she, Tulip says, you know, we came here to, I came here to get divorced. That's why I came here. And he says, he doesn't care. He's furious. He drags Victor downstairs and uh, Tulip follows, trying to stop him. And all the men that Jesse said don't move, they're all still frozen. I know, yeah. They're frozen. <laughs> they're not moving. Still. I'm going to reference them later because we see them one more time in this episode. Yes, we do. Victor tries to fight back. He tries to hit Jesse with some whatever he picked up. And uh, Jesse beats him down again. And he hangs him in the torture room that we saw last week from the ceiling. Look at that harness thing. Into like a harness thing. And Tulip tries to stop Jesse. And Jesse tells her to stop with the Genesis power. That kind of like, that was a hard scene to watch too. Because she's so against it and he used it on her. And you could see like the hurt in her face. But she could see her, she kept going backward because she couldn't stop. Now we learned a couple of weeks ago that if you use the Genesis power, the cowboy can track you. I know. I what is he thinking? And he uses that thing pretty freely. He used it to break into the mansion last week, a lot, and then he used it again just now, just on her. And then the credits roll. So not a lot took place, but some things took place. When we come back from commercial, we have a flashback to when Carlos drove off after a bank robbery. So that this is sort of how the show started. Yeah. Where. They were on a bank robbery with Jesse and, and Tulip and this guy Carlos, and he took off with the car and the money and left them. And it looks like Tulip lost the baby. Yeah, she miscarried. She miscarried, which we assume was Jesse's baby at that point. Yeah, just from stress, it looked like. Flash ahead to three months later in Dallas. It comes on the screen, three months later in Dallas. Jesse's sitting with his loser friend Reggie in a, an apartment that looks like it's where Tulip and Jesse live. And uh, Reggie rolls up a page from the Bible and, and he makes a joint out of it, mm-hmm. uh, which which seems to be a theme throughout that episode. They keep using the pages yep. in the Bible. Before Jesse valued the Bible and he became a preacher, they used it to roll joints. And hold windows open. And hold windows. They, they put the Bible to hold the window <laughs> yeah. open. That's right. Uh, Tulip comes home and says they have a dinner guest tonight. It's Danny, um, who is, Danny was their boss who hired them for the jobs they went on. And I think from season one... I was just going to say, wasn't that the one sitting on the park bench like for that hot minute? Yeah, so in season one, yeah. she slips Tulip a note where Carlos is. Yes. And we were like, what's this? What's that? Well, I don't understand what's going on. That's this is Danny. now. This is now... The flashbacks lead us up to the beginning of episode one. Yeah. So uh, they, all, they all made sense at the end of this episode. So they kick Reggie out and Tulip says she's a realtor's assistant. She's dressed... Fairly nicely in a, you know, business attire, and uh, Danny comes over for dinner. She is a very judgmental bitch, and she's sort of questioning their jobs. Yeah, it's like, what do you do? Well, I'm realtor assistant, really. And what does he do? And then we find out she's the boss who sends them out on crime jobs, and is can't believe that they're working like real jobs. Yeah, and they told her like, we don't do that anymore. She and was she says, pissed we're, off. we're going straight. And she's like, yeah, okay, you, this is not who you are. And she leaves kind of in a huff. Then Tulip, we see Tulip taking a pregnancy test, and it's negative. They're obviously trying to have a kid, so they start having sex again. Um, lots of sex in this episode. Lots of sex, and then it looks like Tulip is a little sad, like she's kind of doubting her future. She's looking over at uh, Jesse, and he's drinking beer, and he's sort of like a he's sort of a bum. I thought they did a great job with uh, the actor who plays Jesse. Because they made him look, he looked really young. They, yeah, and he did look like a bum. Like, he looked, they did a really good job with him. Yeah. Yeah. So, kudos to them. Not nominating you for best makeup. No. Because that's but the walking dead. It definitely got the point across. Right. Flashback to present day. Uh, Victor is still in the torture harness. 
and he says to Jesse, hey, I ain't got all day. And Jesse says, no, you don't. So implying that Jesse's going to kill him. Yeah. Back with Cassidy at the apartment, Tulip comes home, and now she's got her stepdaughter, Victor's daughter, Allie, who who said, I hope my daddy kills you last yeah. week. Yeah, deep voice for a child. Yeah, and Cassidy says, she says, look, I brought her home because she's having a rough day. So Cassidy tries to talk to her and says, oh, you're having a rough day. And Allie, <laughs> sorry about the accent. And Allie says, yeah, pretty much. Her boyfriend's killing my dad. I know, it's just so nonchalant. This kid is not a normal kid. No, she's not. And then this is my favorite scene, because I'm a fan. It's my favorite scene. So Tulip figures the kid's hungry and says, she has, holds up a box of monster cereal from General Mills and says, Like Crunch Berry no, or don't Blueberry? No, don't ruin oh, my God. flow, girl. <laughs> she says, who thinks Blueberry's the best? Now, there are four, currently four monster cereals. There used to be six. Okay. You got your Count Chocula, your Frankenberry, which is strawberry Frankenstein cereal. You got your, you got your, um, you had Fruit Brute. What is Fruit Brute? Well, now it's Yummy Mummy. Yummy oh, Mummy's the okay. fruit one. But when I was a kid, it was Fruit Brute. Okay. It was a werewolf. All right. And you got your Booberry, which is your Blueberry Boo Ghost Booberry. <laughs> it's blue. It's blue cereal. Okay. Now I love blue. All things blue. Yes. And I was drawn to blueberries because they're blue, and I love my blueberry cereal. Here's the problem with blueberry. Love it, by the way. And the kid, Allie, she says, "It's on chemicals." <laughs> that was. Little shit. Speaking of, perfect segue. Here's the problem with blueberry. Oh, no. It makes you shit? Brown and blue comes out green. Oh, green poop? Green poop. Like goose poop? Like if it came out blue, I'd be like, oh, keep feeding me the blueberry. Oh, no. But it comes out sickly green. Oh. So if you love blueberry, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, you want to play a joke on somebody, give them some blueberry. Try it. Some blueberry. So it's boo like the ghost, booberry. Booberry. So I was excited to see my, one of my favorite cereals, but I'm thinking <laughs> tulip is pooping green. Yes, yes. Got to happen. Anyway, they stick Allie in the TV room with the old guy that owns the apartment to get her out of there, and tulip punches Cassidy right in the mouth for, for for ratting him out. Yeah. Because he told Jesse where she was. He was worried about her, and uh, he says, "I was worried about you," and she says. Your loyalty is to Jesse, basically. And I know what you really wanted. I know why you, you know, because she knows he's got a thing for her. Yeah. He's hard. hard her. And Cassidy says, why did you marry him? Meaning Victor. And she sa- he says, this isn't the time for that. If Jesse kills him, we're done. And I thought for a second she meant if Jesse kills Victor, she and Cassidy are done being friends. That's what I thought at first. Right. And But then that was clear that she meant she and, she and Jesse. Jesse. And so Cassidy says, all right, I'll go talk to Jesse. I'll see if I can talk him out of it. Which he doesn't really. We'll get to that. Uh, Jesse's holding a weapon in the torture room. Victor tells him about how when she came years ago to see Victor Mm -hmm. in New Orleans, that she had obviously been through some kind of horrible, horrible thing, some terrible experience that she was running away from. And he says, I couldn't figure out what it was. I couldn't figure out, like, what what, what was the phrase? What fresh hell she just crawled right, out of? Right, right. He goes, I get it now. It was you. Yeah. So he's not trying to talk his way out of it. No, he's not. He's and he, being a he's dick. helpless. And he's like, hey, asshole. Yeah. He kept saying, I'm he's like, like, get you it better, over with you already. Let's it. go. Like, let's kill hey, me already. asshole. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Another flashback. Jesse goes to a convenience store, buys beer, cigarettes, and a pregnancy test. They we take see another, this, what, 10 times? Yes, yeah, so they take another pregnancy test, and it's it, they fail. More sex, back to the convenience store. Yeah. More sex, he keeps going through the loop. And every time he goes to the convenience store, he walks by a church. Yeah. 
and uh, they're not they're they're not having any luck. She's not getting pregnant. So finally, Jesse prays over the pregnancy test. He prays over her. Mm-hmm. Please, Jesus, help us out. Fail. She's not getting pregnant. They go to church. Doesn't seem to help. Nope. So Jesse comes home to hang out with with Reggie, and here's where she gets busted. They show uh, when he climbs up on the uh, the ceiling to look at something. There's a vent. There's like a yeah, like a plastic bag there's sticking out of it. Blue plastic bag sticking out. They don't see him. They don't show us him taking it out, but he sees it. Tulip comes home. Jesse and Reggie are stoned on the couch as usual. Jesse's pissed. He takes the bag out from behind his back. He tosses it at her. It's full of money. A lot of money. Yeah. Not the kind of money a realtor would make or an assistant. And he says, how long have you been working with Danny? Because now he knows he went back with the woman who sends her out on jobs. And she says, look, real estate job's not for me. I did it for three weeks. It's just not who I am. And then he pulls out birth control pills. She's been taking birth control pills. I would... Now, this, granted, she's getting plenty of sex. This is what I was talking about. Like, in that moment, I just felt for Jesse because he wanted this baby so bad. Yeah. And Tulip just, she wanted the the lifestyle, the money, the this, and she didn't care. And she was popping birth controls between, behind his back. I so, really felt that that moment, that was the sad moment I was, was talking about. It was, it was, yeah. Reggie at this point says, uh, I, maybe I should leave. And Tulip's like, yeah, you should get out of here. This Je- escalated quickly. And Jesse says, no, no, you should stay. Like, I want you to hear this. Uh-huh. And she says, look, I don't know how to do the life you want. I don't want to be a wife and a mom. I don't want to do that. I'm Tulip, a badass. I don't know yeah. how to do the family thing. And she starts going off on him. She's like, I'm an O'Hare. I don't know how to do this. Yeah, and it's like, like you do. You know, you know you're a loser. Your father was a loser. Oh, and, yeah, uh, she was and, below the belt. And no matter what you do, you're never going to be forgiven for whatever he, he did. We're not going to, you know what I mean? So... Um, Jesse's getting angrier and angrier, and she's just belittling him. Totally. Now, did you think at any point he was going to get up and hit her? Or push her? It looked like he was going in that direction, but I thought he was going to have enough self-control not to. But I could tell, like, he he looked like he was about to knock a bitch. He did, yeah. Which he did. And by the way, that's a phrase. We weren't using it as a derogatory term oh, no. to symbolize anything else. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Nothing but respect for women. Disrespect. Yeah, respect. Hashtag respect. <laughs> Anyway, so Jesse gets so, so Reggie is feeling very uncomfortable, and uh, he says, "I'm gonna go." And Reggie uh, Reggie oh, stands up, oh. tries to, and Jesse stands up and beats the crap out of his face. He knocked a bitch. He just keeps punching Reggie, punching Over Reggie. It. I thought punch- he was gonna kill him. I thought he was gonna kill him for real. Beat the crap out of his face. I don't think we'll see him again. By the way, probably not. Not coming over for that dinner. That kind of flat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Tula puts a huge gun in her pants. I guess the next day is what it was. Um, Jesse, it tells her his dad's, uh, church is still in his name. It's empty. He's going back to that little town. To become a to preacher. preacher. Which again is what the first season was about. Yeah. Back to present day. Cassidy at the mansion. Um, she's walking around the mansion. Everyone is still frozen. He's pushing him over. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, uh, he pushes the guy over, falls to the ground. Now, this is nighttime when Cassidy's there, right? He breaks in. Nobody's stopping him. Everybody's frozen. Because, again, Jesse said, nobody move. Yeah. Don't move, whatever he said. At this point, even though they're frozen, not moving, physically, your arms would fall a little bit, right? I would think so. Wouldn't they, at this point, have peed and pooped their pants? (laughs) Well, it hasn't been that long, though, right? It wasn't just a couple hours. It was daytime to nighttime. 
if you're standing for five, six, seven hours, somebody's going to have to... We're getting deep here. Maybe, we maybe... <laughs> now, if they had the booberry, which if wasn't... The it would be green. You'd... Uh, maybe somebody did pee their pants. We just didn't know about it. Yeah. So Cassidy goes into the bedroom where Jesse is. He says he already saw Victor downstairs. And uh, Jesse's obviously still pissed. Cassidy says, you know, she never loved Victor. Because of you. She loves you. Yeah. And he says to Cassidy, can I ask you a question? After all the lying you've done, how can I trust you? You lie to my face, sneak behind my back. Why should I trust a lying junkie vampire who thinks everything's a joke? I felt bad for Cassidy I in did this too. moment. It was like, too. it was a little too far. Now, when he says, I can't trust you, you go behind my back. Did you think for a second he was talking about the fact that Cassidy slept with Tulip? Yes, that's exactly what yeah. I thought. I thought he was going to say, I know what you did. But does he know? No, he doesn't. No, but no, doesn't. that the way he said it, I thought immediately that day. I'm like, I, he knows. I thought he was going to Genesis him, like he tell knows. me the truth, but he didn't, yeah, he didn't. he didn't. So that's good. So Cassidy says, now this is where Cassidy, it reminded me of the scene when Joey is dating um, a girl that's way too bright for him on Friends. <laughs> yeah. And Chandler liked her more and was a better fit. They had more in common. Mm-hmm. And her favorite book's The Velveteen Rabbit. And he gives Joey the Velveteen Rabbit to give to her. Oh. And then she sees him later that night and she says, I know you gave Joey the book. He wouldn't, he never, he doesn't listen. He doesn't know. Yeah. That, you know, and I, so I felt like Cassidy then says the same kind of thing that you could tell. Like, like when you say like, wow, if that was my car, I'd take really good care of it because it's the car you want. Mm-hmm. Long way for the analogy, I know. No, I get it. I feel you on that. Cassidy says, you're right. I'm greedy, destructive, but here's the difference between you and me. If someone had their hands on my girl... If someone had their hands on me, girl, on me, girl, uh, I'd want to hurt them really, really bad. I've not come here to talk you out of it. Whatever you decide, I'm with you. So he's like, "Hey, man, you want to beat him up? I'm, I'm your guy. Go, go for it. Bro code. Bro code. Or vampire preacher code. Yeah. <laughs> Vamp preach. <laughs> Vamp preach. Whatever the code is. He says, "Whatever you decide, I'm with you." And Jesse says, "If I did it, would would it be over between us?" Again. He could have been referencing him and Cassidy, but he was referring to him and Tulip. Yes. But I thought for a second he meant, you know. And uh, Cassidy says, leave you, please. Some things will never change. Like, you'll be fine. Yeah, like, she's not going to go anywhere. Right. We go to the torture room. Jesse's sharpening an axe. Victor says, you know why she married me? And he says, because she wanted the lifestyle, the crime, the money. He says, no, because you're an asshole, asshole. I know. With the asshole. I'm like, you're not really in a position yeah. to be thrown around that asshole. And I was nice to her. Just thought you should know. So he says, it's too late to change your mind because Jesse's still looking like he's not going to do it. Let's do this. Come on. The guy's holding an axe. He's like, let's do this. So Jesse looks like he's swinging an axe at Victor and then it cuts to commercial. Now, I said last week I thought that scene that we saw this was that he was taking a swing at the cowboy, but it wasn't. he wasn't going to kill Victor. Now it looks like he... It does look like he killed, he killed Victor. Victor. Uh, Cassidy tells Tulip Victor's still alive, and then he lies to her about what's going on. And uh, he says, yeah, I tried to talk him out of it, and uh, I'm pretty sure he's not going to kill him. He didn't try to talk him out of it. No. So Cassidy's lying to everybody. Oh, God. He's a vampire. Oh, Cassidy. Jesse walks in, grabs a beer, and Tulip says, what happened? What'd you do to him? And Jesse says, I took him down. This was funny. Uh, she, right, so she thinks... Like I, uh, like, I took him down. I took him down. I killed him. And Jesse's like so nonchalant drinking a beer. Right. So she's like, no, what'd you do to him? Like, the little girl walks in the room, Allie. Oh, God. He's yeah. like, I took him down. What's the problem? 
And then he finally explains, no, I took him down from the chain. He's like, no, I took him down from the harness. He's fine. <laughs> so Victor, so Victor's alive. It's great. He, he spared his life. That's great. So now here's the scene that explains everything. It's a flashback. It says a few years back. Victor and Tulip are playing Monopoly. Um, he clearly loves her. He's kissing her. Yeah. He's affectionate. And she's sort of like, ah, it's great. I love you. Faker. Faker. Nice house. Faker so, schmaker. Right. She doesn't really love him, but he's no. like, wow, you're a tough cookie. Didn't she say at one point, because he has two pools. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was when Cassidy first said to her, why okay. would you marry yeah. him? He's like, he's like, really, why would you marry him? Anyway, um, he says he's got to leave. His, one of his guys says, we have a problem. He runs out. She gets a phone call from Danny. Perfect timing from Danny. How'd she know? And Danny says, I found Carlos. She looks like she saw a ghost because this she wants- This is like Tulip's life mission. She wants revenge on Carlos. To find this guy, the baby. He left them flat, took the money from the bank robbery, and she lost the baby yep. from the, the excitement of, of him driving off, which is, we never really knew why she was that pissed at him. Yeah, now we know. And that's why kind of she bends down yeah. and looks in pain. Victor comes back and she's gone. Her clothing's gone. She's gone. She went back to the little town in Texas. And that's when season one started. Now yeah. we know where she was and why she wanted to get Carlos. And now it sort of wraps up everything. Back to the present day. Allie comes into the bedroom and Victor thinks that it's the preacher. It's like a gun bolt on her. He pulls an automatic weapon of some kind. It looks like a little hand. Like It's powerful. Yeah. Right. And she says, I couldn't sleep. So rather, he's like, oh, I thought it was that crazy preacher. Now, to show you it's not a normal world they live in, he says, here's the gun. If you can't sleep, go do some batting practice in the basement. I know, casual. By the way, uh, shooting practice. I didn't yeah. mean batting practice. Yeah, shooting practice shooting. In, in the basement. And she says, no, I just want you to read to me. And so she's sort of like a normal girl again. Yeah, like she showed a, like her a little bit more of a vulnerable side. Like, well, no, dad. Like I maybe just, watching TV. Like, be my dad for a minute. Having some cereal. Yeah. Like, maybe a real life. Like, read me a story. Right. So he reads the, the newspaper. You're like, oh, look, like maybe some good came out of this. Trying. All of a sudden, we hear gunshots and screams downstairs, and you knew right away, right? You knew. Mm-hmm. It's the cowboy because it's All Saints Killer, because they Jesse the, freaking called him there. He he genesis all over the place. Uh, which I guess you'd call that genocide. <laughs> genocide. Or genesiside. 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 <laughs> so Victor tells Allie to get in the closet. He kills everyone downstairs, which I probably wasn't that difficult since they're all frozen. Yeah. Or maybe they're not. I don't know. He kills them all, blows away the door. Bless you. Sorry. You're allergic to brilliant commentary, <laughs> aren't you? Uh, he tries shooting the cowboy to no avail. He walks up to oh, is... Victor and he says, Preacher. Now, at this point, I don't think Victor knew what he meant. I don't think either because it was so out of context. And he's like, who the hell is this guy? If he had said, hey, man, I'm looking for the preacher. Do you know where he might be? He might have gone, oh, that prick, I hate him. I'll tell you where he is. But he's like, what? That's all he got out was, what? And that was it. Right, like, and then the All Saints killer shoots him dead. Like Peshaw. Peshaw. I don't need you anymore. I just love Peshaw so much. You're dead, you're dead. Love Peshaw. And then Allie in the closet. You got to keep quiet, kids. If you oh, if God. you ever have to hide in a closet, put your hand over your mouth and don't don't giggle. Hide. Don't like don't whimper. <laughs> don't whimper. None of that. Don't eat blueberry because then you'll you'll shart your pants green. You're like <gasps> it's green, and then the guy will come in and kill you. <laughs> so the, the cowboy opens the door. He puts his points his big gun at her. 
She is savvy AF, this child. Savvy AF. And uh, she says, the preacher? Because he says, preacher. And she says, the preacher? I'll tell you where he is. I know where he is. I was like, damn, girl. Yeah. She just saved her own life right there. All right, so here are your scenes for next week. Allie leading the All Saints killer. Like, follow me. I'll, yeah. I'll lead you there. Cash. Cash. Uh, the Scooby gang, uh, our buddies are researching him online, trying to figure out who he is, what his weaknesses are, and going through library books about the All Saints killer. It looks like they try to rob an armored car, and the final scene in the in the trailer for next week is the All Saints killer corners Jesse in a kitchen and says, "Say your prayers." Preacher. That doesn't look too good. Yeah, so I'm excited for next week. It looks great. Now clearly, the cowboy doesn't kill preacher because he's the star of the show. Yes. At P- least not this season. Pacha. 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 What does Pacha? I don't know. Fight for Pacha. That's what I meant. Yeah, I don't brush dirt off my shoulder. <laughs> Don't add Trisha. Pasha. Pasha. Oh my God. You know when you got to leave early. All right. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's our. That's episode 64. Yeah. We got a little Walking Dead news in. Enjoy the trailer. Hopefully, you've seen oh, it already. I cannot wait. Fear the Walking Dead. Can't wait for that to come back in, in a, another month or so. Whatever. A couple months. September. Yeah. Right. September. Uh, September. And uh, there you go. So. Have a wonderful weekend. Thanks for listening to Walkers and Talkers. It's Thank that, you as always. It is that time. What time is it? It's time, time to, to shut, shut this shit down. down.